Welcome to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo, your podcast for all things holistic health and wellness from a Christian worldview. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, we are going to go through my personal pregnancy checklist of everything that I do on a daily basis to help facilitate having the natural labor that I am looking for. And it's not to say that if you do all of these things perfectly, like labor will go exactly how you plan it. That's definitely not the case. But all of these things are designed to facilitate proper hormone function, have good mineral balance, um, proper mobility and movement so baby can snuggle into the right position in your pelvis. And even if you're not real concerned with having a natural labor, I still think these are really great principles to grow a healthy baby alongside any type of birth that you're planning to have. So I know that this checklist is not for everybody, but there are a lot of things on here that are helpful to consider even like well before you decide that you want to have a baby. A lot of these things I wish I would have been doing in my late teens, early 20s, because I have found myself to be more mineral deficient later in life as the stress of life accumulates and catches up with you. And so the first two things on my list are I take an electrolyte packet every single day. My husband really enjoys these too. I do. These are Element. Uh, we don't get sponsored by them. Although if anybody from Element is listening to these, we give Feel you shout free. out. We give you Feel shout free. outs like all the time and we really enjoy it. No, these are great because it's beneficial to anybody wherever you're at, whether you're pregnant, whether you're a husband who's supporting a wife during pregnancy, whether you're... Yo, labor is hard on the man too. It is. It is yeah. But these packets are awesome because they have, they have the right ratio of different minerals, whether it's potassium, sodium, magnesium, and calcium. Um, and it tastes pretty good. So. And in my effort to get all those electrolytes in, I drink a huge thing of water just because I'm trying to get the electrolytes. Well, and because you don't like how concentrated it gets. So you drink, you put more water in and make it less concentrated. That's true. So, yes. I thought I like it more concentrated than you, though. Ah, well, that's just because I have a bigger water bottle than That's you. true. Yeah. But the next thing also is still a liquid, but I do herbal teas. And so if you are pregnant, this is something you'd want to talk with your provider about because there is varying opinions on what you should be drinking during pregnancy. So this right here is my personal anecdotal experience. I do herbal teas with red raspberry leaf, nettle, and oat straw. I make an infusion where you let it sit on the counter overnight for eight hours. You strain it, and then I drink several cups especially red raspberry leaf tea from second trimester on is just it's been studied it's known to be beneficial for uterine health and facilitating better labors and it's something that my first midwife in my first pregnancy um, I don't want to say she demanded that I drink but she kind of did and she said this is just so good for you it's so mineral rich it's high in iron which is incredibly important for a soon-to-be mama and Again, it's something else that I can kind of check mark for my fluid consumption for the day. Because my blood is double egg in volume, I do need to be really conscious to make sure that I'm drinking enough fluids throughout the day. And so these are two ways that you're going to get some incredible nutrients and some incredible benefits of just hydration and um, cellular function, as well as making sure that you're staying hydrated. The third thing that I take every single morning is a homeopathic cell salt. It's just a combination of a lot of really wonderful minerals. And if you are somebody that is generally low, which I would say most women are probably lower than you would imagine in minerals, 
it's going to be really helpful to maintain your own personal blood levels. But when you look at a developing baby, they demand a lot from you as mama. And if you do not have enough in your bloodstream, you might start pulling from your bones, which is not something you ever want, right? You want to prevent osteoporosis down the road. And if there's not enough in general, your baby might be low and that can affect things like their bone structure, their jaw structure, and just like their overall bone development. And so it's really important to me that I stay as high in minerals as I can. Yep, baby will. That's one thing we've learned in, in pregnancy the first go around is that it's a leech inside of you. It's literally taking from you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have it- And outside give, when they breastfeed. That's, that's true. <laughs> if, 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 if you're a pregnant mama or you're somebody who has a kid or you're thinking about having a kid, just know that when you are growing a child, it is- you're growing it from what you intake. So mm-hmm. you're you're really eating to fuel the growth of this baby. And how do you want to, you want to grow your baby on fast food and Twix and Kit Kats? Or do you want to grow your baby on like beautiful, nutrient dense foods mm-hmm. and protein? I mean, that, that, that's kind of how I, I should have, have added that this, all of these tips are on the basis of you already having a good diet. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a huge part. The next thing kind of just in keeping with the minerals is I do a daily magnesium spray. Your skin is a wonderful absorber of magnesium. It's absorbed in I think about 20 seconds. And then I take a Epsom salt or magnesium bath a couple of times a week. And that also just has incredible benefits to increasing your blood magnesium levels. Now moving away from like the vitamins and minerals into more of the physical things that I do every day is I do shoot for 10,000 steps. I don't hit that every single day, but I do come really close to hitting it. Between eight to 10,000 steps is a really good goal. At least for me, it's usually being intentional with like one, two mile walk and then living actively for the rest of the day. But your pelvis is designed to move and the more that you are upright, the more that you can allow gravity to pull baby down and into your pelvis is going to benefit a natural birth. Because if you are sitting a lot, especially in America world today, where we sit in poorly designed ergonomic chairs. We're not just sitting, we're slouching in the chair. Yes. Yes, yeah or like leaning and reclining on the couch that puts baby often in what's called a sunny side up position where their spine is up against your spine. And that can just create a much longer, more painful back labor. It just, I don't want to prolong the experience if I don't have to, because it's not my favorite. And so to just be able to be upright, you're going to put baby in that more ideal position for birth. I also am really intentional about strength training. And this is for a variety of reasons. One, I don't think women give credit where credit is due. So many women have a lot of low back pain or just complaints from a physical standpoint during pregnancy because I don't think their structure is strong enough to support the additional weight of a tiny baby. Whereas if you are properly strength training, especially something like your glutes, making sure that you have muscles that have strength and that fire and function in appropriate patterns will help prevent you from having that low back pain down the road. But in addition to all that, labor is a really intense experience and it demands a lot from you muscularly. And so to be able to strength train leading up to that, you are literally training your body and your muscles to do their job when it comes time to birth your baby. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can reach out to the Daily Well Podcast on our website, myhopefm.net. Just click podcast. The next thing I want to talk about is pelvic rocks 
and Kegels. These were two things that my first midwife really had me doing. Pelvic rocks is just you being in that, you know, quadruped cat cow position, really tucking and untucking your pelvis, which again, just helps facilitate baby snuggling in head down into that birth canal. And then Kegels really help you facilitate strong pelvic muscles. So when you're not like peeing, when you sneeze or anything like that, and so it helps you not only have the strength to birth your baby from a muscular standpoint, it helps prevent the incontinence and issues like prolapse down the road because you've built the strength that you needed during pregnancy that you would have a good labor and good strength after where you can kind of resume your normal life and daily activities hopefully a little bit sooner. Andrew actually kind of joins me on this next one a little bit with the diaphragmatic breathing. It's really good for your core and it's really good in preparation for how you should breathe during labor, but it's an incredible tool to add even when you're not pregnant. Yeah, so this can be added really for two uh, two things for our non-pregnant men out there. This is something that's <laughs> really, really, really good uh, for if you're if you're a singer, if you're somebody who's yelling across a large park for your child. This actually helps you. This helps you project. calling for your dog when they yes. wander into the woods. Calling for your dog when it when it wander off. No, uh, diaphragmatic breathing is important because you actually get a, a better lung capacity so you can project things more. It's also known as belly breathing. And this is actually good for a couple other things actually too, uh, for for weightlifting, making sure you're not using your shoulders. A lot of times people will, will breathe really shallow. And so when you, you can actually look in the mirror and take a breath. And if your shoulders go elevate with your breath, it means you're doing shallow tidal breathing as opposed to diaphragmatic breathing means your belly will, will expand and contract. And that means that you're using your diaphragm as opposed to your secondary ancillary muscles to breathe. It's really important. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people will do this when they're doing meditation or when you're, you're on the ground and you do it. It's really good to just help slow. It gives you a greater volume of oxygen. And actually, you can. Uh, the, the research shows that the average person doesn't actually utilize the bronchioles in the bottom third of their lungs. So mm -hmm. really, you have a lot more. And that's where the richer oxygen-saturated blood vessels are. So if you're at the, again, if you're trying to calm yourself down and get more oxygen and slow your heart rate down, focusing on deep diaphragmatic breaths actually produce more oxygen levels and higher O2 levels in your blood vessels, which is really important. And that's not, nothing to do with pregnancy, but it has everything to do with just health and overall yeah, wellness. Yeah, that's good. Next, I also have replaced a lot of my chairs with either standing or sitting on a physio ball. And that goes back to the same reasons I've mentioned a bunch of times about gravity just helping facilitate baby in that head down, not sunny side up position. Lastly, because we couldn't possibly leave this off the table, adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there are a lot of great research about the reduction of labor times, labor pains, and best positioning of baby when they are adjusted appropriately during their pregnancy. And so Andrew has been so gracious to just be my chiropractor during this pregnancy. Um, well, again, <laughs> I, I am your chiropractor. So you that, are. That helps, yes. But no, it not only makes you feel better because it helps just keep you aligned as your body is shifting so much during pregnancy, but it really does help baby get in the right position and it really does help you connect with your body in a different way there's a lot of research that shows that you are better able to control your pelvic floor muscles and just connect with what's going on yep. to make for that faster labor so it's something we really stand behind and I think almost all of our mamas had really wonderful births when we were in practice. Yeah. So if you were able to take anything from this episode, I hope it was able to encourage you in some way that there is a lot that you actually can do proactively to 
facilitate the birth experience you're looking for. It's not something you just have to sit on the sidelines and hope works out well. Yeah, it's kind of nice because it gives you an opportunity to be a, to be more part of it. You're more of an active role than you think. And even looking at your pregnancy and delivery as is you and baby working together. And the more you can do during the process of the growing period of your child, it just makes it better and easier and it's more beneficial for both of you. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I hope you guys had a great time experiencing this with us. Again, we have social media. We've got a, uh, an email. Contact us there. Reach out to us. We really want to hear from you guys. We hope that this content is, is being really well received, and we love and appreciate all of you. We hope that you guys have a blessed rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo. We pray that you're able to take a piece of information back to use for your health journey. And if you'd, and if you'd like to reach out to us, you can at myhopefm.net. Just click podcast.